Hello and welcome to Ask Mama Amy, a podcast promoting practical advice and resources for strong mothers. I'm your host, Amy Shao, single mom and estate planning attorney and founder of Shao Law. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to have Cindy Grossman today with us. Cindy is the director of executive director of Kids Turn San Diego, and I'm, I've known her for many, many years, and I'm so excited uh, to be interviewing her today. So, Cindy, um, tell us a little bit about what you do and, and how you um, ended up working with Kids Turn. Well, thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you this morning. Um, so what do I do? I'm the executive director, as you said, at Kids Turn San Diego. And at Kids Turn, we work with children and families experiencing uh, family separation, divorce, and military transitions. And really, we exist to help children be happier. That's what it's all about for us. So um, every day I go to work, whether I'm working remotely or at our office, whether we're running a program or I'm talking to a parent on the phone, it's all about um, the children and helping them transition through challenges in life that have been placed in front of them and helping parents figure it out too. Because once you, as a parent, as you know, as a mom, once you figure out, okay, where am I in this bigger scheme of I'm a professional and I'm a business person and I'm a mom and where does it fit and where do other relationships fit? Um, to me, helping families and people navigate that conversation with themselves gives me a lot of strength and makes me feel good about the work I do every day. Yeah, and I remember meeting you the first time. My impression of you is you're so passionate about the work that you do and you bring so much to the community and, and people are, you know, people who have gone through the program really benefited from it. And I'm so curious, can you tell us, share with us, what is your you're you're a mom and tell us a little bit about your experience as a mom and how does your experience as a mom lead you to this position how does my experience as a mom lead me to this position it's a really good question Amy. um well for me let's see i knew my passion before I ever became a mom was someday to run an executive, be an executive director and someday to run a nonprofit. I have my license in clinical social work and I worked really hard to get that. And I um, was a clinician for many, many years, but I always knew that I was a leader and I wanted to be a leader and um, I worked hard to get to where I am. But um, let's see. I guess part of my um, part of my history of being a mom was I was working for an organization, and this was when computers were like kind of a new thing, and laptops were only for people who could afford them. Like they were not an everyday thing that everybody had in their home. And my daughter's twenty one, so it was like twenty two years ago, and. Um, when I was pregnant, my doctor told me I had to be on bed rest and I had to have, this was at my 16 week visit when you find out the gender reveal of your baby. And um, I found out some other things. And for me, the next four months I spent in bed 
and um, the challenges of being a professional. I was a program director at a time, so I had a lot of responsibility. And the, the um, I'll never forget when my doctor said to me, um, you're gonna have surgery tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And then you're gonna be at home for at least two weeks in bed. And I remember calling my boss, like almost after getting that news and told her and said, so I'm gonna be out for two weeks. I'll let you know once I'm home from the hospital. And my boss was like, don't worry, we got you, we'll figure it out. And I went and I had the surgery and everything went well. And um, then I got home and went to my follow-up visit after two weeks and my doctor's like, yeah, you're staying on bed rest. And I was like, for how long? And she's like, I don't know, we're gonna take it two weeks at a time, but it might be through the rest of your pregnancy. Mm. And I remember calling my boss and saying to her, I'm gonna work. Like I have to be in bed, but that doesn't mean I can't function. And who would have ever imagined 20 years later, we would have lived through a pandemic and everybody would have been working from home, right? Like back then mm -hmm. it was an unheard of thing, mm -hmm. um, but I did it. I, um, I worked every day. I worked 40 hours a week from my bed. My organization bought a laptop computer for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And a colleague lived near me and she brought me the laptop and then they brought me a fax machine because back then you had to fax stuff. There wasn't scanning. Um, and I kind of like had a little office set up in my room um, and this colleague would bring work to and from every like day or two. Um, mm -hmm. And she became a great support. She ended up being there when my daughter was born because she had gotten so close to me. Um, just, you know, visiting for the 20 minutes that she would bring me work. Um, but, you know, fast forward when you go through something like that. Um, and then, like, you get off bed rest and your doctor says, okay, the baby's going to come any minute, right? She's ready. And then she doesn't come until two days before her due date. <laughs> like, ah. But anyway, and then that was a... Um, you know, a challenge of an emergency C-section, like nothing was easy, right? Mm -hmm. But every minute and every step along that process, Amy, made me stronger, more committed to my daughter and committed on a very deep level. And also realizing that as, um, as a professional that I could manage both. And then over the years really had to learn the importance of work-life balance, because I think that that is really important. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, fast forward to your question, I was in a job for nine years and thinking, you know, it's time to move on. It's time to like move to the next step. And I'm one of those people, as you know, that timing is everything. Like I truly believe we're in the right place at the right time. And a colleague said to me, I was at a training and a colleague said, so what's, what's happening? You know, what's on the horizon? And I was like, oh, I think it's time to move on. And um, she said, oh, there's a small nonprofit that's mm -hmm. gonna be looking for a new executive director. Um, it's called Kids Turn San Diego and they work with children of divorce. And I was like, oh, and I got home and I researched them and I looked them up and looked at the website. and. 
I'll be honest, like I got so excited. I'm an adult child of divorce. And um, when I saw this organization, I was like, oh my goodness, there's like a place for kids like me, you know, to help people, parents like mine, and then to help children like me and my sisters. And um, that was exciting to me. And I kept looking and kept looking. I looked in the, back then there was just a newspaper. That's how job announcements were. Um, and I looked every Sunday. And as soon as I saw that advertisement go live, I applied. And wow. So here I am. Like it, it fits me um, as a parent and everything like I've been through in my parenting mm. um, with my own daughter and, and with my husband, like we've done it together. And I, I'm a true believer because with a lot of divorced parents, um, I think, well, I'll just say with divorced parents, sometimes they feel like when they get divorced, like they're totally by themselves. And the reality is, you know, that they have to do it separate, right? And the reality is that even when you're still married, you still have to co-parent, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't just can't just do it all by yourself because if you do it by yourself that's what maybe leads to divorce because you don't communicate and you're not on the same page and um Mm -hmm. so so my job has helped me as well (laughs) you know it's, it's helped keep me centered and it's helped me realize like what some of my childhood sort of triggers might be Uh and how to catch them in the moment and go yeah no that's not about this relationship that's about when I was a kid so it it makes it different yeah yeah when you just said you share your excitement about wow there's a place for kids like me I had goosebumps and I it just is such a do you mind sharing with us like what was it about kids like you like that, that resonated. What was that experience like growing up as a child, uh, a child of divorce? Well, what was the most difficult thing having to deal with at that time? Um, I would say the most difficult thing was being the only kid of a divorced family, as far as I knew. Like, because when parents get divorced, children don't run to school and go, hey, my parents got divorced today or my mommy or my daddy moved out. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is as a child, we internalize and we keep it a secret because we don't think other people go through it. And so we keep it inside. And, um, and I think, and then we grow up with different messages, right? Like if our parents say, oh, it's not that big deal, don't cry about it, or um, it's going to be fine everything's going to be fine. Well, for a child, it's not so fine. You feel isolated and you get invited to a birthday party. But like for me, like I saw my, I primarily lived with my mom and then we saw my dad on Sundays. It was very different when I was a child um, in a different state. Like it's not mostly 50-50 like it is here. But back then, like I saw my dad on Sundays and I had to miss a lot of stuff. You know, I had to miss birthday parties that were on Sunday because, you know, I would say to my dad, oh, daddy, I'm, you know, so-and-so's birthday party. Can I go? It's at one o'clock. And he would look at me and go, nope, one o'clock's when you're with me. 
And as a, you know, nine-year-old kid, 10-year-old kid, you don't really understand, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back, I understand that, mm-hmm. that this is my time with you. Like my dad only got to see us one day a week. Of course, he wanted to spend that time with us and didn't want us to go to birthday parties. But that was part of it is like you and you didn't want to say to your friends, oh, I can't come to your birthday party because I have to go visit with my dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like you had to make up other excuses or um, you just would deny it without an excuse. And then you would come to school on Monday and everybody would be talking about the birthday party and you felt left out. Mm. You know, and I, I think it's, it's interesting because the statistic of divorcing me, it has stayed stable over all these years. I mean, it's, it's, pretty much been around 50% of all married couples get divorced. Um, You know, it's gone up and down a little, but for the most part, it's stayed stable. And yet children still feel isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because we don't, it's not like something that's discussed. You know, it's not talked about in school. It's not even in high school. Like they don't talk about family dynamics that include divorce. You know, it's just families and families are different and families come in all shapes and sizes and, you know, colors and what have you. But, but even when they do that, divorce is not normally talked about or typically talked about, at least in my experience as a child. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and so transitioning that with that experience, when you have your own family as a mom, Uh, was there a moment where you just felt like, oh gosh, this is so difficult. Um, and, and you get to a point, what was the most challenging part? I mean, I'm sure there are many, but as all marriages, uh, but what what, what would one story or what would, what would be one moment that you'd be willing to share in your marriage and in, in raising your daughter, um, that was the most challenging part for you? You know, when I was thinking about today, I, I was going to share one, but I, I think this is what just resonated with me now when you asked that question, since we're talking about being an adult child of divorce. Um, my parents got um, separated and divorced when I was like in um, third grade. So I was like eight, nine years old, that time period. And um in my own marriage, we have one child and um, she was a dancer and a singer and, you know, she went to school and she was busy and I took her everywhere. I was very present in her um, life and my husband was here and he was a good dad, but he like didn't, he would do pickups like after dance or drop-offs before, um, but it was mostly my daughter and I were very close and there was a time period um, when my daughter was, I think around nine, eight or nine. And um, my favorite word with my husband was whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and we had gotten into a, um, a discussion one day and it was a loud discussion and, you know, it was behind closed doors, but we were, having a little bit of a loud words with each other. And um, when that was over, I went and um, 
had stepped away. And when um, I had stepped away to take a shower, and when I was in a shower, in the shower, I was flooded with emotion. Um, and what hit me was that my parents divorced when I was eight and, and nine, like in that time frame. And I um, watched or was raised primarily by my mom. I didn't know from that point forward what it was like to have a two-parent household. It was all my mom. My mom took care of everything. And we saw my dad on Sundays, you know, sometimes one day during the week, but that was rare. Um, and it hit me that I was doing what I learned as a child. Like I watched my mom be this strong, independent woman who worked super hard and raised two kids. And my sister and I never, ever felt for a day that we went without. You know, we had everything that we could have needed or even wanted, probably. And my mom worked super hard to make that happen. I'm sure, you know, my dad helped with child support and all that. But mm -hmm. um, I realized in that moment and I went to my husband in tears and said, I have to share something with you. And I shared that insight. Mm. And I said to him, I don't know how to parent with you. I've, I've never watched it. I've never seen it. I only know how to parent as a single mom. Like there's no book and there's no instructions. So you grew up in a two parent household with lots of siblings. You're going to have to teach me and we're going to have to learn together. And I mean, it still like brings emotion to me, Amy, because it was a pivotal time in our marriage and it changed everything um, because wow. we, we agreed that um, we agreed that if I ever went into my Cindy mom place, mm -hmm. that my husband would say to me, and I don't even remember the key word anymore, but we had a word like we came up with one word. Mm -hmm. And over the years, when I would hear that word, it snapped me out of it. And I was like, okay, wait, this is not the Cindy and Melanie decision. That's my daughter. This is like, wait, we need to include your dad in this conversation. And, you know, now she's 21 and now there's no decision that gets made without consultation between both parents or no insight or, you know what I mean? Like now we're a team and have been for a long time. But mm -hmm. I guess in answer to your question, that would have been a pivotal time. Wow. And, and if, if it could have gone the other way, right. Mm -hmm. And in that moment being so being stuck in that emotional place and, and would you say your clinical background kind of gave you more perspective uh, yeah. than if not? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, because I do have my license in clinical social work, um, mm -hmm. I'm very insightful into um, my own, you know, self and my own history. And yeah, I, without a doubt, I don't think somebody um, maybe without that clinical insight and ability to think beyond just the here and now maybe would have gotten there. And that's why I like to share it because, you know, here's the, the other thing too, is that when people are in relationships, we think we're so alone. Like we think we're just in that relationship and whether it's an intact family or it's not, like we, 
And, and that's like with Kids Turn San Diego, when people come to our, our family workshops, like the parents oftentimes tell us that um, in, the, in the graduation, when they share their takeaway, oftentimes they'll say, I realized that I wasn't alone, that there's a lot of other parents like me. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's like that personal insight that I had that brought that to me makes me the perfect, you know, in my clinical background and my personal background, being a child of divorce, as well as um, figuring that out and having that moment. Yeah. Um, if I can share that with others, then maybe they won't have to go through a divorce because you can stop and take a minute. You know, yeah. and if you can, if you can stop and take a minute, maybe you don't have to go down that path. Maybe you can figure out. And, you know, that's why I think it's so helpful when people are going through communication challenges, you know, if they find a good therapist and it's got to be a good therapist, you know, mm-hmm. there, a lot of people are good therapists, but somebody who will help you gain insight mm-hmm. and go back in time and look at what happened that's right. playing in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is so important. And that is why your, your experience makes you really like a perfect fit for this job. So tell us, tell us about Kids Turn. What does it do exactly to support the local community? And what types of uh, people does it help? Mm-hmm. So we help all types of people. Um, we help anybody who's experiencing a family separation or divorce. Um, We also help families experiencing military transitions. We used to have a specific military program and now we do that more through our counseling program for children where we will work with the children. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also, I don't know if you know this, but um, the divorce rate in the military is about 75%. It's higher, yeah, it's higher than the general population. And so, we have a lot of military families actually attending our family workshops for separated and divorced families. And so, um, you know, what do we do? We offer, they're called family workshops for separated and divorced families. And um, it's a 10 hour program over four, either Saturday mornings or weekday evenings. And well, what do they do? They help um, children learn one that they're not alone children learn how to identify and share their feelings and children learn that the divorce is not their fault or and or that the behavior of their parents are not their fault mm-hmm. you would be surprised how many children hold on to internally um, that I did something wrong that led to my parents divorce so we really help to break down that um, for the parents Um, they're in the group and what they're learning is they're learning um, skills, strategies, and techniques to improve communication, reduce conflict. But um, basically we are helping them gain insight into their words, actions, and behaviors. Because when you gain some insight, like in my personal experience that I shared, when you gain insight, you can change things and you can realize you have no control over somebody else, only of yourself, and that other people can't make you feel a certain way. They don't have that power over you. And if you wanted other people to make you feel that way, you could have stayed married, mm-hmm. right? So now that you're divorced, like we help you go through that process of 
moving through um, for yourself through that insight that you gain. And, you know, what do we do for the larger community? Well, you know, when, when children of divorce, um, it's kind of a pattern. Many of us get divorced, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we don't know how to do it. We don't know what it looks like. Um, and for children who come through our program, when you empower a child to understand what a feeling is and you help give them a feeling vocabulary, and then you offer them ways to share and express themselves, um, they let it out of their heart and they don't have to internalize anymore. When people internalize, and this is kind of clinical, but when people internalize feelings, it has to come out some way and it will typically come out through anxiety or depression or behavior issues or um, kids get in trouble in school. You know, when there's a preschooler who is getting suspended mm-hmm. or losing their placement in kindergarten, um, you have to stop. And I always say to parents when that's happening, like that doesn't happen because there's something wrong with your child. Your child is experiencing and acting out what they're experiencing in their family. And I know nothing about your family, but Mm -hmm. if a child is hitting other children, Mm -hmm. you have to look inside your own family um, and just notice what's going on and what, and it might not be violence between parents. It might be siblings beating up each other, or it might be violent movies or video games that are about violence. You know, you can't assume one thing or the other, um, but you have to check it out, right? And I think that the Kids Turn San Diego impacts the community on a very large level because we are helping kids see that they're not alone, giving them a place to be free and get support, to talk about what's happening in their families, to learn some skills, to manage themselves in their families, and really preventing that internalization that results in depression and anxiety and other um, negative behaviors that we might see in our community and society. Wow, that's really meaningful. Now, are are people, do do people have, can can they only sign up after they get divorced or is there a timeline of when they can participate in this training and how can people sign up? Great question. Um, No, they do not have to do it after divorce. Um, We've had many parents actually tell us, I wish I would have come to this program at the beginning of the process. Um, We teach you skills that reduce conflict and improve communication um, and skills that help you gain insight into yourself and problem solving for yourself. What's your responsibility for you to take care of? And the earlier you come, the better. But I can tell you, Amy, we have families who come who are separated for a month and divorced for 10 years. So it's across the gamut. And the beauty of that is that parents tell us that they don't want to go to the 10-year mark where they're in our program. So they're going to do it right or different, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have others who are at that 10 or even 15-year mark who say, thank you for helping me because now it changes relationships, especially with the children. So anywhere in that continuum, um, 
And then how do you reach us? So our website is www.kidsk-i-d-s-turn-t-u-r-n-san-diego.org. And you can also Google, um, just Google Kids Turn San Diego, and we'll come up there as well. Uh-huh. And the workshops are periodic, right? Like monthly or quarterly? Yeah. They're actually every single month we run a workshop. So we run 12 a year. Some of them are on Saturday mornings. Some of them are on weekday evenings. And right now they're all virtual. So it doesn't matter where you live. Right now you can attend from anywhere. Um, from your home. Uh-huh. And um, eventually next year, we'll go back to in-person. Fingers are crossed to that. Um, uh-huh. And when we do, we will either have a hybrid model or we still will offer some virtual programming. Probably our evening programs will stay virtual. Uh-huh. Uh, when we used to run in-person evenings, traffic was always an issue. People were oftentimes late. And the struggle to get to wherever we were by 5.30 with traffic and kids getting out of school. We just were thinking, why would we do that to families when we know how to do it virtually now and remove all that stress from them Mm -hmm. and just run it virtual. So lots of options. That's so awesome. Flexibility for the families. Um, To wrap up the session, would you share your definition of a strong mom, and then also say some encouraging words to our community. Okay, so to me, a strong mom, a strong mom is a mom who accepts that she doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, A parent who accepts that we bring our own baggage and our own history, whatever that is. Um, Sometimes we have no idea what to do. And we're completely at a loss. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for my own daughter, the definition of strong mom for me is saying to her from the moment that that she showed up, that we got you and um, that I got you and we got you as parents. And I think as a strong mom, that you have to stick by your kid, no matter what, even if they make a decision or they do a behavior that you're not so happy about. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, a strong mom says, I'm going to be there no matter what I may be, you know, make you go to a doctor or do this or do that or go here or go there. Um, But no matter what path you take, I'm going to be by beside you. I may not like your behavior, but I'm your mom and I will be here no matter what. And I think if for me passing that message to my daughter, um, as I mentioned, she's 21 now. And um, sometimes she talks about her childhood and, and she shares, you know, now at 21 new insight into her perspective of what it was like. And um, it's important. So strong moms stay by their kids, no matter what. And and regardless of the situation, even if you're divorced and, you know, not so good things happen and you don't have contact with your mom Mm -hmm. or with with your kids, it doesn't mean that you can't show up. Just Mm -hmm. means you have to show up different. Like if you don't see them, create a journal, create a picture book, start writing a memory book, start, you know, 
writing them letters that you put in a box and you give them someday. So mm -hmm. I don't think you have to be present with your child to be a strong mom. You just have to stay behind them. And mm -hmm. for me, just live by, we got you. <laughs> I love that definition. Thank you so much, Cindy, uh, for being with us today. I really appreciate all your insights and um, perspectives. Thank you, Cindy. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Amy. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Ask Mama Amy. Head over to AskMamaAmy.com for all the show notes and links you heard in today's episode. You'll also get my free legal tool for you to name legal guardians for your children so that you can leave them with abundant resources to support them and a total peace of mind. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review to tell us why. See you next time, mamas.